there, everyone, and welcome to What is Tech, the show for the technically curious and the technically furious, bringing you your weekly dose of technology you didn't know you wanted. Bitcoin. Mysterious and elusive. Oftentimes associated with riches and cutting-edge technology. It's been sprinkled all over the dark web series, but now we will give it the attention it truly deserves. But before we dive into what Bitcoin is, let's chat about how we got here. Our current international financial system is built upon a little something called banks. Now, banks have been around for a long time. How long? Since about 8,000 BC. Back then, though, they weren't the same banks as today. The earliest records that could be found, according to worldbank.org, indicate to us that in 8,000 BC, or roughly 10,000 years ago, merchants kept logs of every single trade that they made. This might not seem like banking, but it was a start. And this system of keeping records on a ledger is still being used even to this day. Okay, so what does banking look like today? Well, in its most basic form, a bank is any financial institution that provides services for people such as storing their money and lending them money. This approach has been used for many years, but it has one major flaw. You have to trust that the banks won't fail. History is quick to remind us that banks can and often do fail. And when they do, our financial system comes crumbling down. Now, sure, protections have been put in place since the Great Depression of the 1930s, but we are still relying and trusting on banks to be able to properly handle our money. What if we had a system where the people had the power to manage their own money, where we wouldn't need to rely or trust a central bank? A system that can not only verify itself, but is distributed so there is no single point of failure. Well, friends, I'd like to introduce you to cryptocurrency. The term Bitcoin has become synonymous with the term cryptocurrency, but the two are technically different. Cryptocurrency is any kind of digital currency or digital asset that is used to purchase items or services. These digital assets utilize strong cryptography to secure every transaction, and every single transaction that occurs is noted on a distributed ledger. Bitcoin is one type of cryptocurrency, and it has the honor of being the first. But today, we have all kinds of cryptocurrencies. There's Litecoin, Monero, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Tether, Stellar, Polkadot, Cardano, Tron, Terra, Zcash, Dash, Ripple. There's too many coins. In fact, as of 2021, there are over 4,000 cryptocurrencies aside from Bitcoin. To differentiate other cryptos from the OG Bitcoin, people usually refer to them as altcoins which is just short for alternative coins. Today though, we'll just focus on Bitcoin, but the principle behind it and how it works is fundamentally the same for all the other altcoins. 
All right, so we can either dive into the elusive and mysterious origins of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, or we can dive into how Bitcoin utilizes blockchain technology to work. Which do you guys want to talk about first? All right, perfect. Bitcoin origins it is. Like all cool and trendy technologies, Bitcoin started as a proof of concept that was described in a public research paper. On October 31st, 2008, a person with the pseudonym Satoshi Nakamoto introduced the world to Bitcoin. The paper, titled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, went on to describe the framework for a decentralized digital currency that had no single administrator. The idea was to cut out the middleman, cut out the banks. In this decentralized and distributed system, they were no longer needed. You make transactions directly with other people. A few months later, on January 3rd, 2009, the first block of the blockchain was mined, and it was forever known as the Genesis block. That was a pretty loaded sentence. And in order to really understand it, we have to talk a little bit about what the blockchain is and what mining is. A blockchain is a kind of data structure. And a data structure, as the name suggests, is a way to structure and organize data in a standardized format. Essentially, the data is stored in these things called blocks. Each block has a specific storage capacity. And when the block gets filled up with data, it's added along to the previous block, creating a chain. I guess you can kind of see how it got its name. The main takeaway is that blockchains can be used to store data efficiently. This data structure is particularly interesting, though, because due to the way it's organized, it inherently becomes an irreversible and unchangeable system of record. This is what makes it such a great application for decentralized transactions. Remember that ledger system I was talking about earlier? The one traders and merchants were using 10,000 years ago? Blockchain technology helps us do that exact same thing today. Because the blockchain is immutable, we can record every single transaction that ever happens on the Bitcoin network. The best part is that the ledger, in this case the blockchain, can be viewed and examined by anyone at any time. This level of transparency is what allows cryptocurrencies to work. You can't cheat the system, you can't spend the same money multiple times, and you can't go around making counterfeit money. It's all there, in ones and zeros. Every transaction ever made, all the way back to the very first one, on January 3rd, 2009. I guess you can say that blockchain is the building block of cryptocurrencies. Quick side note. I don't know if you noticed when I introduced the creator of Bitcoin as a pseudonym. Well, there are about 13 years worth of conspiracy theories out on the internet right now. But to this day, No one knows who Satoshi Nakamoto actually is. 
Some say it was actually a group of people. Others say it was some government agency. There have been many investigations performed. People being wrongfully accused of being Satoshi, and some people even coming forth and falsely claiming to be Satoshi. And even after all that, the creator of possibly one of the most influential technologies of our time remains a mystery. Okay, getting back to the Bitcoin blockchain and all of their transactions. Are people just endlessly staring at the screen, checking for any mischievous transactions on the blockchain? Thankfully, no. The verification is done through the mining process I mentioned earlier. Now, the term mining is meant to symbolize the traditional mining process that is used to obtain high-value metals like gold and silver. Bitcoin mining essentially follows the same process. You have to use specialized equipment and perform a pretty significant amount of work in the hopes of possibly getting rewarded for your work in the form of some valuable asset. In Bitcoin though, it's all done using high-powered computers that are constantly trying to solve difficult mathematical problems. And these difficult problems are actually tied to the Bitcoin verification process. It goes a little something like this. Whenever anyone completes a transaction, it has to be verified by a miner. Think of a miner as a virtual auditor that looks over all the details of a transaction before approving it. Once approved, it goes onto a block. This singular transaction will continue to get validated by different machines over time, depending on the resources and the needs of the network. This is essentially what miners do. They verify transactions. Now, they don't do this out of the goodness of their hearts. Oh no. Once mining operators have verified a certain amount of transactions, they become eligible to earn Bitcoin for their services. To actually get paid though, your mining operation has to also be able to be the first ones to solve an intense computing problem. If your miner can do it before anybody else's, then you win the block. You receive the Bitcoin reward associated with that block, and it all gets memorialized on the blockchain. Pretty neat, right? Now, mining actually serves two crucial functions for cryptocurrency. First, it is used for the distributed verification and validation of all the financial transactions, so no one can game the system. The second, and arguably the most important, is that mining is the only way to create new Bitcoins. If you've seen any news related to Bitcoin, then you've probably seen that one singular coin can be upwards of $60,000. Now you're probably wondering to yourself, well, if I just download a program on my computer to start mining for me, can I make $60,000 by basically doing nothing? It seems like easy money. Well, you would be right if the year was still 2009. You see, in 2021, it's basically impractical to get into the Bitcoin mining game. In just a few short years, with the improvements of computing power, the competition for mining is fierce. 
Whereas in 2009, you could probably make a good chunk of change just using your home computer. Today, you are competing against entire warehouses filled with computers just dedicated to mining. It's actually pretty insane. I don't want to get into all the stories right now, but you guys should dive a little deeper into the crazy world of Bitcoin mining. I'm talking about organizations that have so many mining machines, they are expending more electricity than the entire country of Denmark. It's wild. If you have a chance to read up on it, you'll see just how fascinating and scary Bitcoin mining can be. For now, I feel like we have a pretty solid foundation for Bitcoin. We know what Bitcoin is. We know what a cryptocurrency is. Uh, We also talked a little bit about how blockchain technology works and how the decentralized and verification process makes it all possible. But I still want to talk about how a singular transaction actually works. What happens when I send a Bitcoin to someone else? How do I even begin that process? How do I even get Bitcoins? There is so much I want to tell you guys, but this episode is already getting way too long. In the next episode, we'll talk about all of this and more as we dive into part two of Bitcoin. Disclaimer time. Although being on the dark web is not illegal, connecting and using these networks will most likely garner some unwanted attention. This episode is meant for educational purposes only. If you are curious about Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies and choose to explore on your own, please use caution and common sense. There are things you might accidentally do, see, or download that can get you in trouble. Alright guys, and as always, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at whatistech.podcast to find some extra content related to the show. You can also find me on Twitter at What Is Tech Show. And if you have any suggestions for future shows, I'd really love to hear from you. And you can drop those over at whatistech.suggestions at gmail.com. I hope you'll continue to explore the universe of technology with me and discover a different side of tech. Thanks for listening. Stay witty.